Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and give back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. You are tuned in to His Hard Line. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first. We talk about good health and how to fortify our families. Followed by how we restore the republic so we can have a strong nation once again. So patriots, so patriots assemble. 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 Yes, yes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning again, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. And because why? They are the host. They are in the captain's chair, and therefore they are at the wheel. So they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. This is episode 431 here at His Heart Line. It is Wednesday, February 1st, 2023, and today's show is going to be about setting up your state general general assembly, which is going to be found in the handbook. You can find the handbook on national-assembly.net, and if you go to the top to resources and you click that and you scroll down to handbook, you click on that and you'll see the table of contents for that handbook. So today what we're going to be reading up on is steps to setting up your state general general assembly equals GJA and settling your state. Now, before we get into that, just kind of wanted to kind of read a couple different headlines here that I was just kind of glancing over. So this is kind of interesting. This is from the Gateway Pundit. Now, this should tell you all you need to know. Satanic Temple announces a launch of clinic to provide religious abortions in New Mexico. That's sick. That is just freaking sick. And of course, I don't know if this is true or not, but there's a picture of a Baphomet, you know, attached to this article. But there better not be a Baphomet. That would be really, really disgusting. Um, what else was there? Um, let's see here. I saw this headline, but I didn't click on it to read it, but I guess it says, uh, again, gateway pundit under the radar, economic indicators are flashing warning signs, not seen since 2008 and before. Well, you know, here's the way here's, it's very simple is the way I look at it. Let it crash and burn. The system is a fraudulent system. Anyways, the whole money system is based on debt. It's all garbage. It needs to go away. So quite frankly, let it be gone. Whatever. Have cash on hand. Have precious metals on hand. Have extra food stored. And you know what? Just trust in God. I mean, that's really all there is to it. I'm not going to sit here and push out fear porn and be like, oh my God, guys, the sky is falling. Ah! No, just do your best to put your trust in God and, and beef up your provisions and, well, you know, ride it out. Ride it out. Um, <clears throat> this was interesting. New York times. I saw this, uh, New York times post FBI search of Biden's beach house finds, you know, of course they say finds no classified documents, but the simple fact is, is that he was still found, you know, he was still caught having classified documents in general, but it's about time the FBI started searching. That's all I'm going to say. So that, that was kind of interesting to see happen. Um, 
One other little side note. Now, this probably might be irrelevant, but just FYI. So today is February 1st, right? So <clears throat> if you have money in Binance, if you're in crypto, right, and you don't have your money in your own personal digital wallet, which I, for starters, let me just be very clear. I am not a crypto guy. Absolutely cannot stand it. I am not a crypto guy at all. I am a silver bug through and through. That's it. But if you have crypto and you're in Binance and you don't have your cryptocurrencies in your own personal digital wallet, unless you have $100,000 or more, you're not going to be able to get your money in or out of that system. And that goes effective, I believe, today. So that's not good. And the other thing, too, that I found interesting, this is a completely side sidebar of the sidebar. I was driving, you know, home, or I shouldn't say home. I was getting done with my shift today and I was driving back to the, to the yard to park my truck for the night and this Black Hawk helicopter, a military chopper was flying. I don't want to say quite treetop high, probably double that height, but was zooming straight due West toward the, you know, the airport that is right in our area. Well, when I got off the exit, I could see the runway. Well, the, the chopper didn't even land. It went right over the airport, out over the lake, Lake Michigan, and then it stopped. It went up, it hovered, and then it started kind of perusing the coastline a little bit. I'm like, what in the world? But the way that thing was maneuvering, I was like, man, they are in a hurry. Like, you could have sworn they were late for work. That's how how fast they were booging. I, I mean, I never seen anything like it. I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. My wife even said it was loud because it went directly over our house, like directly over our house. Oscar is saying right here, four real low together in our area reported yesterday. Yeah. And like I was saying, when my wife is in Florida, there was a couple few that were going real low, like tree, like legit treetop low over in Coral Springs, Florida. But supposedly there's some secret military base out in the middle of the Everglades that not a lot of people know about. It can't be that secret because I know about it. But anyway, so, all right, we got a lot of ground to cover, so enough chit-chat. Let's get into the discussion. So, setting up your state general general assembly. Now, to some people that are probably just tuning in for the first time, thinking you're going to get, like, some sort of Joe Rogan type of, you know, uh, crazy commentary in, in some show, uh, you might be a little disappointed. Because what we try to do here is, you know, first off, the priorities of discussion here are very simple. And this goes in this specific order. God, wellness, family, country. That's basically it in a nutshell. God has to come ahead of all things. You can't have a solid family or help build a solid nation unless your health is top notch. So that's why health comes underneath that. We got to protect the body temple. Then we need to fortify the families. And then comes restoring the Republic of these United States of America. So a lot of people don't have a lot of time to read. And so the reason that I also have this podcast is to read these documents and these, you know, um, PDFs and so on and so forth. So people don't have to, you could be driving in the car and you could just push play to his hardline podcast. Thank you very much for subscribing by the way, and just let it run play and, you know, and play it. And if you want to hear it again and again and again, you can, you don't have to worry about reading. So it kind of helps you be a little bit more efficient with your time. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I do what I do now. So the steps to setting up your state general general assembly. <clears throat> so for starters, you want to hold an introductory meeting, inviting like-minded people to learn about the de jure versus a de facto government who have the desire and resolve of returning to original jurisdiction using the authority of the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, and the United States Constitution. Now, you would have a discussion with questions and answers from all who engage and participate in the discussion. Now, this would be like your first meeting, right? Now, you got to remember, not everyone or anyone has the answer to all these questions. So the goal is to really pretty much just come together and form an assembly, all right? A meeting of the minds. Now, once the people have engaged in discussion of intent and purpose, invite interested people to complete in blue... The color blue, by the way, signifies that a person is alive. A man or woman is alive and distinguishes the difference. All right. It, it, it distinguishes the difference between a dead entity and a living man or woman. So you want to have blue ink 
when you sign your membership doc documents. Now, what documents are those? Well, I can tell you right now, it's not a status correction document. So you might as well just, you know, bow out. That's what you think is happening here. No, these documents are the Declaration of Unalienable Rights, the Jural Covenant of Office, and the Declaration of Independence. It's very simple. And we're going to get to reading those so you know exactly what's in those documents. It's no state secret. You can see it yourself. But the goal is to have a minimum of at least 27 people, four of which are alternates and investigators who will also be considered the de jure grand jury. Now, remember, the JCO is a very important document. That's the Jural Covenant of Office. Now, this document states in the oath that the member is now an elector who can and is willing to participate in any election, county or state, and will sit on a grand jury if their membership number is drawn. Now, remember that the age requirement to be a member of the assembly can be children over the age of 16 years of age. They are allowed to be members and can only complete the DUR or the DOI documents, not a JCO. They can only do the DUR or the DOI. Jason, what, what, what was that again? I already, I already forgot what, the, what that is. Well, that's the Declaration of Independence. All right. And the, um, I just had it right here. My Lord. And then the Declaration of Unalienable Rights, so the DUR. Okay. Now, whatever the age of the majority adult is in your state, then these people are to complete all three membership documents, which again is the DUR, the JCO, and the DOI. Now, three witnesses are needed to witness the signatures of the DUR and JDO membership documents. Now, the election of state assembly officers. Now, at the first meeting of all assembly members, you will hold elections. Now, this is best accomplished by asking for volunteers first and then asking for people to nominate. Now, names are then publicly written down on a chalkboard, poster board, or a flip chart for every position, and they are, you know, that they are, that they may be interested in. Now, sometimes it may be necessary that one person hold more than one position due to a lack of interest or people to fill the office. Now, voting equals casting a ballot, and that can be done by secret written down votes or by a simple show of hands. So it can be done either way. Now, either way, the ballots must be tabulated and entered into the minutes equals the record of the assembly, which is where a recording secretary would be necessary. Okay. Now, you have to elect at least seven state assembly officers. Your first one would be moderator and a moderator pro tem, so like your backup moderator. Second office would be a treasurer. Then you have your recording secretary and a recording secretary pro tem. A chief bailiff, which uh, we have one on the state level, not on our county level yet. I don't think it was necessary. I can't remember why. I'll have to ask that question. But then you have communication secretary, also known as a comsec. So when people send me emails wanting to join their state assembly, I forward that information, that email to Destry, and then Destry reaches out and forwards that contact information to whatever state's communication secretary. So that will initially be your, your first point of contact with your state assembly is your communication secretary. And of course you want to have a ComSec uh, communication secretary pro tem as well. Then you have your informational, uh, your information technologist, IT, which would be like your audio and visual. And then you want to have an IT pro tem. Now remember, this is all on the state level, not the county level. This is on a state level. And then number seven, you want to have what's called a jury commissioner. Now optional assembly officers include like a historian, which keeps, you know, uh, it's a keeper of all assembly of all assembly, whether state or county official documents and a chaplain. And another optional position is a photographer who takes pictures of all important events and works closely with the IT officer and historian. Now, all assembly office positions are interim, meaning it's temporary and all elected assembly officers are in office for only one year. Now, this is because until events change in the country and a nationwide election process is established by Congress, it is best to keep positions for one year. This rational 
uh, this this is rational and also gives the chance for all assembly men and women to hold a different office and gain experience for a possible state level office. Now, office holders term of office commences July 4th and ends July 3rd of the following year. The jury commissioner is a three-year appointed position. Now, at the second year elections, you will need to appoint a new jury commissioner who will shadow the current jury commissioner, and this allows for a smooth transition, and they will be mentored for that year. Now, why is that important? We're going to cut away for a second. Why is that important, ladies and gentlemen? To make sure we have a, a jury commissioner to shadow for one year. Because the whole purpose of, you know, returning back to self-governance and reseating those seats that sat vacant since 1861 when Congress went sine die, sine die. Part of being the assembly is impaling our own common law grand juries. So when government and the legislature and the judicial or the executive branch, whenever they usurp their powers and they cross the line, in other words, and they become little despotic tyrants, it's up to the people in assembly to impanel a grand jury to put them on trial and to basically put them in check and make sure they stay in their lane. Yeah. So that's why we want to make sure we have a good, smooth transition for a jury commissioner. Now, as far as the election of state officers, now at the first meeting of all the assembly members, you will hold elections. Now, this is best accomplished by asking, like I said, for volunteers or holding nominations. Now, again, this is for, um, yeah, excuse me. Yes, I'm, I'm like losing my place here. So this is best accomplished by asking for volunteers or holding nominations. Now, names are then publicly written down on a chalkboard, poster board, or flip chart for whichever positions that they may be interested in. Now, sometimes it may be necessary, again, for a person to hold or a man or a woman to hold one or more offices due to, again, lack of interest or uh, lack of membership, right? So voting can be done secretly, again, like, like we were just explaining. Now, the following positions are also to be elected for the state. A chief trustee and then a chief trustee pro tem. That's basically your governor and lieutenant governor. Then you have your state, your state chief justice, your state secretary, and then your treasury secretary. You know what's crazy? little side note. I was actually nominated for chief trustee for uh, the Michigan General General Assembly. Not that that really means anything because, again, it's all interim. It's pretty much a, a uh, you're, a, you know, in a way, kind of a bench warmer until we come out of interim status. But I thought that was kind of interesting. I had to turn it down. I was like, eh, I'm like, I don't want to be negligent in my duties because of how busy my life can be. Now, all newly elected state level government and state assembly officers tend tender an oath of office in the recognized manner with their right hands raised and the left hand on a Bible. Or if a group of people then in the presence of a Bible tender an oath of office for their respective office such as assembly moderator or state chief justice using the jco as the official oath document now like i said we'll read that in a few days but the state assembly moderator swears into the office the state chief justice who from the time on swears in all new state assembly members so it's up to the state chief justice to swear in all new state assembly members now the steps to setting up and settling your county Again, just like the state, you want to have an introduction and hold a county meeting inviting like-minded people. Having a discussion with questions and answers from all who engage and participate in that discussion. Remember, not everybody will participate. Not anybody, you know, not everyone has the answers either. But again, I reiterate, just like the state, the goal is to make sure everyone assembles in general. Okay, the goal is to come together and form an assembly. And again, just like, you know, basically just like the state, everything that um, I would read here is very much parroting what happens on the state level. And the same thing uh, with, with what happens with election of county and state assembly officers. You have your, you know, you have the same process on the county level as you would on the state. Now. 
I'm just kind of forwarding, you know, scrolling a little bit past some of this stuff. Because again, a lot of this is all repeated for the state. Ah, here we go. Now, again, this is also optional. An optional county assembly officer include a historian, a keeper, again, of all county assembly official documents and a chaplain, just like the state. Let me scroll down here. Um, here it is. It is the responsibility of a of the settled county to elect one delegate to represent that county at the state level House of Representatives. In a de jure government language, this person is a delegate, and in a de facto government language, this person is a representative. Now, if your state decides to have regions with and quote, an X number of counties in each region, then it's the responsibility of each region to elect a statesman to represent that region of counties at the state level Senate. In the de jure government language, this person is a statesman. And in the de facto government language, this person would be classified as a senator. So a statesman and a senator are one and the same, just different verbiage. And again, instead of a representative, in Congress, a delegate is what a representative would be, a delegate in the de jure government. And so then you have your county settlement document, your CSD. Now, this 10 pages that cannot be edited, all members sign the 11th page, which is an addendum that can be made after the initial signing of the CSD. Now, notice, noticing to the county. Now, after this, can you know? After this, you can then notice the de facto county by submitting the first page of your CSD and one other doc to the legal paper in your county, and then you publish it in the legal notices section of the paper for three consecutive weeks. Just pick a day, usually Monday. Inform the receptionist to publish the notice as is, with no edits or spelling changes, etc., and request an affidavit of publication. This is the most expensive part of the publishing process. Once the affidavit is sent back in the mail to the county recording secretary, give to the historian for safekeeping. And of course, you can see Appendix E and F for that. Now, once your county is settled and noticed, then the next step is to attend the county board of commissioners meeting and read the first page of the county settlement document into the record. You can give the board chairman a packet to include the following documents. And those two, those documents would be a complete certified copy of the entire county settlement document. And number two, any educational materials you have developed as a marketing slash recruiting tool. You guys following so far? I know this is so riveting, <laughs> but this is very important. It is very, very important. Now. As far as ongoing procedures of the state and county assembly, you want to hold a minimum of a monthly state and county assembly meetings with the assembly scribe taking and keeping the minutes for the respective assembly meeting. This is very important. In the beginning, Michigan held twice monthly meetings, usually on Saturdays, and this was because there was so much work that needed to be accomplished, but one meeting a month, minimum on the state level and one meeting a month on the county level. Now the minutes from the previous assembly meeting will always be read at the next scheduled assembly meeting respectively with any corrections made to that set of minutes followed by a vote by all assembly men and women in attendance or on the conference call duly noted by the following sequence of events. And these are the sequence of events. Number one, after the assembly scribe has finished reading the minutes of the previous meeting, the moderator then asks, are there any corrections to the minutes of this month, day, year minutes? Number two, then the assembly moderator then asked the assembly, if not, do I hear a motion to accept the month, day, year minutes as read with corrections, if applicable? The third, if an assemblyman questions any part of the men minutes, the assembly scribe will immediately make the corrections. Number four, an assemblyman will offer up a motion to accept the minutes as read, and you would say, I, John Doe, move to accept the month, day, and year minutes as read, and if there are corrections made, 
you would say as read and corrected, again, if applicable. Now, number five, the assembly moderator will then state a motion has been made by John Doe to accept the month, day, and year minutes as read and corrected with corrections if applicable. Then the assembly moderator further states, are there any absent abstentions? Anyone abstaining, uh, abstaining from voting on the acceptance of the month, day, year minutes? Then the assembly moderator continues with stating, are there any nays? Do I hear any nays? Repeating this three times. This is very important. And then number eight, the assembly moderator lastly states all in favor. And then number nine, the assembly men and women state yay. And then number 10, the last, is when the assembly moderator finishes by stating the minutes have been approved. Thank you. And that's your first motion. It is very important to repeat the request for types of vote three times so that everyone can hear the request. Why three? Well, it refers back to the Bible. The Trinity, right? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, or the body, mind, and soul or spirit, right? Three times. Continue to grow your assembly by holding introductory meetings throughout the counties of the state. Now, remember that all new members must complete the three membership documents as appropriate. Sorry, I had to readjust my mic because I had to readjust my sitting posture. My posture is terrible. Continuing. Now you want to record keeping for state and county assembly records. Now record record keeping for state or county assembly records is, is the lifeline. And I cannot state the importance of this any more than what this sentence says. Record keeping for the state and or county assembly records is the lifeline in the chain of custody of all official assembly records. This, ladies and gentlemen, is part of what the military will go through and comb through and read through to make sure we are a lawful assembly because they are not just going to submit their authority over to us or, you know, submit their, you know, take orders from us if none of this is correct. It is extremely important to follow these procedures correctly to make sure that all documents are stored correctly and safely. This is the beginning of your historical timeline in your state and county assembly. It's so very important and exciting. Obviously, you're going to want to have office supplies, including like the following. Have you want to have plenty of brown envelopes, various sizes, 9 inch, 12 inch, 10 inch by 13. Clear packaging tape, blue ink pens. Again, the color blue signifies that the person is alive and distinguishes the difference. You want to have copy paper, printer ink, and other office supplies as needed. Now, to archive assembly documents, whether state or county, you want to write on envelope title of document, date created, slash autographed, and place document in a brown envelope. You want to seal that envelope and have three witnesses autograph their name using blue ink pen across the flap seam of recently sealed envelope. Place the piece of clear tape over the entire flap, seam, and names. If you ever need to re-examine or refer to the document, the same process is required. Three assembly men to witness reopening of the envelope and three assembly men to witness and resealing of the envelope. Now, assigning numbers to new county and state assembly members. Yes, we all have numbers. Because this is the number that they use when it comes time to pick out of that pool for jurors in the time of a common law grand jury being impaneled. So they can't just go look at a name and be like, ah, we're going to have Jason be our jurors today. No, it's all by numbers. It's all picked like a kind of like a lottery in a way. It's random. Now, once a new member has completed the the three membership documents, the DUR, JCO, and DOI, there is a process of assigning numbers which will be permanent to each assembly men and women. You will need two red self-inking stamps made at the assembly store, supply store, with the following phrase on them. In red ink, the word filed or recorded. Then you also want to have uh, on the first line and then the words free and independent state or however you describe your state on the second line and the words your state name 
followed by a blank line on the third line. And the blank line is for the filing number that are unique to that assembly. And the same thing, you want to have another red ink stamp, one that has the word certified, and then another one that has the word uh, true copy. So to begin the process, the county recording secretary will stamp the, red, the right side of the new assembly member's JCO using red ink filled uh, filed slash recorded stamp. So on the blank line after your state name, you will write down or you will handwrite in your county number of the county where members live, followed by the year, month, day, and followed by a colon, then followed by the number of that man or woman i.e. everyone in the county assembly numbers off, and that will be their number for the rest of their membership in the county assembly. So when I swore in, by, for example, on the county level, there was me and one other lady. I was number one, and then she was number two. Now, this process can also be done at the state meetings by the state recording secretary as well. Now, sometimes there are guests at the state meeting who decide to join and complete their three membership documents and all guests must be accompanied by their sponsor equals an active assembly men to attend the MGJA meeting. All state meetings are held at least once per month and maybe a Saturday all day. And yes, sometimes it can go all day. And all MGJA meetings, the Michigan General General Assembly meetings, are private meetings. It is best to hang signs with the words private meeting on all doors and make sure all windows are covered. Having the signs displayed discourages any possible infiltrators from trying to get into the meetings. Now, always have a registration table inside near the entry door to the meeting. On the table, you have sheets of paper with columns of for Appalachian autograph, a time and county available for people to autograph. Now, it's important to label each paper with current member and guest. In the de jure language, the word autograph means to mark, make your mark by writing your Appalachian in cursive handwriting. Another option is to have a pre-made numbered on the left side of the document, state or county assembly meeting for the month, day, and year with three columns in the first column for each, uh, each assemblyman print their Appalachian. And then in the second column, the assemblyman writes their autograph. In the third column, they write their county and the residence in which they live. And then there is no need to ask for their assembly identification number since most people can't remember their number. I know I can't. Now, also on the registration table, you need to have available paper and blue pens for assemblymen to pick up for taking notes. There are those that you know. <laughs> that's funny. I, I never really realized that that's how it was written down. There are those that, and you know what we mean, those people that aren't prepared ever, and they don't bring their own paper, and they don't bring their own pens. But there are those people. Oh, that made me, that, that made me, that made me laugh. Okay. We're almost done here. The assembly scribe equals recording secretary will record the meeting minutes. And this vital function is necessary for the record to validate the intention direction of the business of the assembly. This record can be used to validate the peaceful efforts of the living, breathing men and women who are engaged in the reassembly of their state to the Republic form of self-governance secured by the founding documents. This is where the work of the assembly starts and takes the form of reassembly. The assembly is to acquire historical library certified copies of all state constitutions and begin the process review and determination of the portions that are acceptable and those that are not, and then either endorse and accept the determined acceptable constitution or rewrite the constitution. In Michigan, we have four of them. Now, if your assembly chooses to rewrite it, have the assembly approve or ratify the language of the rewritten constitution first, then write the enactment clause to complete process once you have sufficient counties to implement it. Now, this doesn't mean 
that the assembly has to put a new constitution in active status. It has simply presented a better, more appropriate constitution to replace the corrupt corporate constitution that they now have. Now, during this period, the assembly will also be writing, um, excuse me, authoring the assembly's operations and functions document that the assembly will operate under. And it's not a very long document. You can read it very quickly in about eh, 15, 20 minutes, depending on how fast you read. And this document sets the guidelines and the standards for the assembly to operate and function under. Now, do not forget to include disciplinary articles in this document because it will be incomplete. And those that will will attempt to take advantage of some aspect for personal benefit or gratification, such is the present nature of the human condition. Sad, but it's a true statement. There also need there also needs to be work done on the study of the grand jury methods and procedures, starting with the study of the Magna Carta, also called Magna Carta Libertatum, a charter agreed by King John of England at Runnymede near Windsor on the 15th June of 1215. This document is the foundation of the grand jury brought to the continental United States. So that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the section in the handbook on how to set up your state and county general general assembly. Like I said, if you're a new listener and you're listening to this for the first time, you might be like, OMG, this guy is the most has the most boring show ever. That may be. You could just move right along to the next show that might be a little bit more entertaining. Every once in a while, we need to read these things because these topics, these documents, these things that we use as a foundation within the reseeding of our assembly are very important. And a lot of people don't have time to read. So therefore, I will do the heavy lifting. I will read it so you can listen to it at least. And hopefully maybe something might stick there in that gray matter that we call a brain. But yeah, like what Rita says, it's not boring if you care about serving your country and saving your country. See, our country got to where it got because we became lazy Americans. And we allowed, through pretty much passive consent, a corporate government. In fact, I'm not even going to call it a corporate government. We're just going to call it for what it is. A corporation that established itself as the governing power via the Reconstruction Act of 1871 and we basically allowed them to steamroll us from then on all the way to present day. No more. The riding on coattails ends. If you are listening to this show, then you are done riding coattails. No more riding coattails of politicians and scumbags there in D.C. They don't have your best interest at heart, ladies and gentlemen. Forgive my French, but they don't give a... (laughs) I just wanted to use the beep button. They don't. They could give two, two craps about you, seriously. They're not elected, they're selected, yes. Don't think for one minute that our vote counted. Now, I'm not saying don't vote. Because even though there's still a de facto there, we still need to put out our, what do you want to call it? We still need to declare our opinions and what our desires and wishes are through the vote. Regardless of whether or not it's effective, that's beside the point. We still need to have our voice heard one way or another, de facto or de jure, it doesn't matter. We need our voice, our voices heard. All right? It is so vital. It's a process, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's a process. Uh, trust me, you don't think I, I, I have better things to do? Oh, trust me, I could find a whole lot more other things to do than sit here for an hour a day doing this podcast, 
six, you know, six and a half hours, whatever, depending a week that gets taken away from my family. And they understand, they get why I'm doing this. They understand why I'm doing this. So not only am I engaged in my county and state assembly, more so my county, I didn't even go to the last state assembly, if I can be completely frank with you guys. But um, that was also because I had just got back from Florida. And anyways, I only had one day off before I had to go right back to work. And that meeting was on my only day off. And I was like, um, no, that's not happening. But I do intend on going to the next one in February coming up here on the, I believe it's 11th next week, Saturday. So I'll be going to that one. But you have to take this very seriously. If you want to save your country, then this is a podcast for you. At least this particular show. And there are some shows where I'll talk about some funny things and some goofy headlines, you know, um, every once in a while, maybe we'll get away from the business of assembly and, and, you know, all the serious topics that, you know, tend to, you know, create, you know, some sort of, I don't know, whatever in people's minds. And maybe we'll just do something funny. We'll have like a story hour. I don't know. We'll like share stupid stories or maybe embarrassing moments. I don't know. Every once in a while, we need to kick back and have fun and laugh too. We got to remember that because laughter is the most important medicine in life. We have to laugh, guys. We have to laugh. Laughter is so important, especially when we have my daughter on the air and she's like throwing swear words left, right, and sideways like a drunken sailor. I mean, all you hear out of that girl is... Yeah, that's all you hear out of my daughter. She's six. She's six. I was like, you wait till your mother hears your mouth. And then, you know, she says to me, you. I was like, Avon. Rude. So rude. And then she'll say, I don't give up. I'm like, that's not nice. I said, you know what's going to happen? You keep doing that. You're going to hear God. He's going to he's going to yell at you. No, no, he's not. What would he say? Well, he'd probably say something like this. Haven, you need to watch your mouth. That's the kind of thing that might land you in hell if you don't listen to your parents. I'll knock it off. Yeah, that's the kind of thing God would probably say to her. <laughs> that's probably the kind of thing God would say to me. <laughs> Anyways, enough with the goofing around, I tell you. Um, I hope this was informative. Like I said, as we go forward, I plan on reading the JCO and other documents i plan on reading um going over different things like uh <clears throat> like the official notification and the certification and the declaration of unalienable rights i'll read that i'll read the jco that you know which is the general covenant office and the declaration of independence i'll read through these things but again i think what i might do is you know spread this out a little bit okay so it's not so you know crazy you know we got to have time for 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 fun you know and and talk about other things and i want to try to get some speakers lined up in here um or not speakers but guests um and by the way some of you might be wondering too you know you haven't really had donna brandenburg on lately are you guys beefing no we're not beefing just to set the record straight we're not having like a biggie smalls and tupac you know east coast west coast uh battle it's nothing like that no we're still cool um, every once in a while, she'll send a text just to check in and see how things are going. I'm like, yeah, we're good. Um, I just told her flat out. I said, look, I said, um, on Fridays, I got to tone it back. Cause like I said, ever since the new year, I made a promise to myself and my family that I would be more strict with my time. And I said, doing a two hour show plus my one hour show on Friday on my day off takes and robs roughly three hours of my, my family's morning. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stand to do that anymore. So uh, we'll probably have her on again at some point in the future. But again, she's very busy, a lot going on. So you know what, everything in God's timing. But I also want to set up some other guests. Um, there is somebody that started following me on Telegram real quick before we close this out. Um, oh, what's her name? What's her name? Hold on. I got to go back in my, I can't even remember. Um, she goes by the name of Madison Marquette. I guess that's her name or whatever alias name but i guess apparently um because i look into everybody that follows me both on telegram and on true social i want to see who's trying to you know who's following me and why you know because sometimes you get some bad people that try to follow me for for nefarious reasons but apparently she is a um a sex trafficked victim 
And now she is, uh, she, excuse me, let me rephrase that. She's a sex traffic victim survivor. And now her and her team, that is supposedly what they do. I haven't been able to verify or, or, or validate any of this. Uh, cause I told her, I said, well, I'd like to have like a five or 10 minute conversation with you, uh, with my wife by my side, of course, because again, I don't ever want to give any false impressions or, or any, anything like that. But I just kind of wanted to vet her a little bit just to see, you know, what she's all about. Um, but you know, she apparently has a team that goes around and helps, uh, rescue, uh, sex trafficking, uh, women and children. And so if that's legit, what she does, I mean, she was actually, uh, willing to want to come on a show. Cause she said, she goes, I I've actually been taking a break from going on shows. She goes, but you know what? I'll go on your show. She goes, I, I like the uh, show that you did on the fraud of the state national. She goes, I thought that was very classy of you not to attack David straight personally. You kept it straight facts and what, you know, the state national with the state nationals are doing to unsuspecting people. She goes, I really appreciated that fact that you did not go after David straight personally. And I had the information to read right out there, but it just, it, that wouldn't have moved the needle one way or the other. That's not right. Whether if it's correct or not, you know what I mean? So anyway. So that is all I have for the night. We're going to end this with a, uh, you know what? We're going to end this with the prayer for assembling. I think that's appropriate. Again, by Katie in Minnesota. She's an assembly member out in Minnesota. Dear Heavenly Father, you alone are our hope, salvation, comfort, and counselor. We are grateful that you are faithful, God. <clears throat> Excuse me. You keep your covenants and extend mercy to those that love you and keep your commandments even to a thousand generations. Have mercy upon us, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out our transgressions, wash us thoroughly from our iniquity, and cleanse us from our sin. It is with a heavy heart that we come before you seeking your mercy, forgiveness, and guidance. We have awakened to a nightmare that has engulfed all your creation in a life-altering struggle with evil. We have unwittingly surrendered our freedom, rights, morals, and virtue to the enemies of God. As your people, we humbly repent on behalf of ourselves, our state, and our nation. We ask for your forgiveness and for your restoration. You have honored the covenant of our forefathers, secured in their earnest desire to form a nation dependent on your natural and divine laws. Their ultimate hope of having a manifest destiny to be an example and a blessing to the entire human race as uh, race has been withheld. Your nation has been deceived and led astray by a government that has abused its power and become tyrannical. Only your divine intervention through we, the people will restore the godly heritage of our forefathers. All things were created by your, by you. Therefore upon you, all mankind is dependent and to you, we are equally responsible. We have lost the knowledge of what it means to be made in your image, to be sovereign, powerful, virtuous, and morally strong. Teach us who we are and what we are capable of. Remind us frequently that you have supplied our every need for you are faithful. We desire to assemble as a state and as a nation. We will take back by your divine guidance, our independence and unalienable rights. We ask for your help in restoring godlessness to, excuse me, in restoring godliness to the areas of influence that represent the forces that shape nations, the government, family, church, religion, education, media, arts, and entertainment, business, and finance. We are asking for like-minded, virtuous, and morally strong God and nation-loving people to join us in this process. We ask you to orchestrate divine appointments, drawing us together so that we can move quickly and efficiently towards assembling and settling as a state and as a nation. Give us each a heartfelt desire to learn what is necessary to serve you and our communities as assemblies. We remind you of your word in 1 John 5, 14 through 15. Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. We thank you for bending down to listen and for your much-anticipated answers to this prayer. Our humble hearts, families, cities, states, and nations will be secure in you alone. Thank you, Father, for your divine intervention. You are gracious, merciful, and you are loved. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen, amen. 
I hope wherever you're at in the world, I hope you have a great day or night. Remember, here at this platform, his hard line, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. Why is that? Because we are rock solid in our faith and what we are doing with receding our de jure government. That enemy has crossed that line one too many times. We are done. And don't forget my favorite verse, Joshua 1.9. I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. One more little side note. Please share this podcast far and wide. The website I'm going to be working on periodically between this week, next week, and forward. It's www.hisheartline.com. Also, another side note, my wife is trying to make decals, his hardline decals. And I have to go buy a new blade for our vinyl cutting machine because it's giving her a hard time. So we are in the process of doing that, but it's messing up our vinyl. So I have to get a new blade. I don't know what the heck that costs or where to find one of those, but we got to do that sometime this week. (laughs) So. I hope you all have a good night or day wherever you're at, and we will be back tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow's Thursday, so we're going to have an earlier show because county or our state and national call on Thursday evenings. All right, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost.